last time on Almost Heroes. The session starts with the bells tolling, and the boys are making a way to figure out why the bells are tolling. When they get there, they recognize that our old friends Gary and Greg, the Boulder Fist guards, were merely testing the bells, and there was no real risk. Somehow, we were convinced that we would actually help them go clear the mines. Uh, Gary and Cosmo lead the way, um, and while doing so, Gary's actually attacked by a small burrower, the sword arm things that we fought previously, um, which Cosmo quickly eats into the afterlife. Rangrim, anxious from his last time in the environment, also decides to show everybody his new fourth-level spells and cast Wall of Fire, quickly killing everything in the near vicinity. Uh, Glenn finds Joro's rapier after um, spending some time investigating the wall as well as the refugee town that was previously on the other side of the wall, and decides to take it with him, all the while leaving a note for Joro to find him when he's back to his old self. Upon clearance of the mine and comfort that there's nothing there lurking to kill anybody else. Cosmo tells Chesk the mine is clear, ready to begin mining after some re reinforcements of the protective walls and restructuring of the mine itself due to the massive explosion. While waiting for time to pass over the next couple days, Rangrim is gifted a mechanized arm made of dark steel crafted by Madge. Uh, Glenn is gifted a new clockwork mechanism from Pops, uh, the Fae Fly, which is pretty dang cool. And Cosmo takes a nice nap at his mom's house. Uh, after some cleaning of Legends Halls by the guys trying to, you know, pretend like nothing happened and see if Luther's really just had the wool pulled over his eyes. Uh, Rangrim and Glynn spend the night drinking and eating, telling stories and jokes. Cosmo goes and takes another nap at, at home, goes to bed. Um, and just before dawn, around 2 or 3 in the morning, while Glynn and Rangrim are drinking and telling stories, uh, magic runes light up throughout the, the floor of the, the Hall of Heroes. And before they can even do anything, they just get ejected from the building uh, through the windows and slide very poignantly to the feet of our old friend Luther. And that's where we left off. Awesome. Thank you very much, PK. That brings us to episode 34, Tattered Legends. So we pick up in Tin Town in the middle of the night. Uh, while Cosmo is safely at home asleep, Rangrim and Glenn have found themselves being magically ejected from the Luther's Legends Hall and landing at the feet of the Warforged Luther himself. Now I think you boys have something what belongs to me. Uh, from the ground. Glenn's just going to wait. Well, hello, Luther. Good to see you. Starts to like slowly stand up and dust himself off. But as he's doing that, he telepathically tells Poe to go get Cosmo and just sends Poe to Cosmo's house. Okay. Uh, roll me a, I guess you're, he, Poe is probably no. up in the air. So I don't, yeah. I don't think that I need to roll anything for that. Um, Rangrim, what are you doing? Uh, Rangrim's going to look up. Oh, um, it's just a guy we were waiting for. And he's going to stand up. Same thing, dust himself off. Um, how did you do that with the one minute we was there? Now we're out here. You're here. That's a that's quite a magic trick, Luther. You're a real uh, wizard or, or something. Well, the hall is full of all kinds of secrets, and as you know, uh, you know me well enough to know I'm no wizard, but I have a few tricks up my sleeve. So, putting hand on both your shoulders, let's go find your other friend, and let's have ourselves a little chat. And Squeezing Glenn uh, probably a little harder than he needs to. Uh, he's walking uh, you all over to Cosmo's house in uh, the dead of the night. Kind of reluctantly, uh, kind of walking, but pushing back. It's like, well, you know, 
and he's going to slip out of his grasp by if we're doing cast actions disengage he's going to slip out of his hand just do like a quick little like duck out and is facing him mm. again says you know it's just kind of rude cosmos mom's asleep right now and i i just sent my good friend poe over to get him he'll be here lickety split we have some tea going assuming you didn't destroy that when you kicked us out why don't we just wait here and let cosmo come to us now rangrin your friend here how much you uh do you want to keep him in like i'd say one piece well, I mean, he's... Does it matter? He's pretty useful sometimes in one piece. I can't see him very useful in, in like, multiple pieces. So, um, I'd like him to maybe stay in one. Right, Glenn, one piece, just as fine. Ah, no, I've been known to be in a couple pieces, depends on who's asking, but... I roll think me, uh, in one version would be nice. Roll me a, uh, I guess, persuasion check there, Glenn. Okay happy to which again is not something i'm good at uh seven so that's an eight total um yeah uh luther who you cannot see any kind of uh, facial expressions on uh is going to uh, i think he's going to try to grab you again um and i guess that's going to be a probably a i guess slide a hand i don't really know I think grapple is a strength check. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a nat one um, for for old Luther. So he's starting this thing off just real strong. Um, he goes to grab you, and you're able to uh, easily step back out of his uh, out of his grip. He uh, goes, as he steps steps back, it's like oh, long walk there. Must have slowed you down a little bit. All right, listen, I'm not trying to play any games. I just it's been a long night. It's been a long walk, and we have a lot to go over, so I would really appreciate it if you all are there, but if that's how it's going to be, then I guess you, just Rangrim and I will be taking a trip over to Cosmos. Uh, in this time, would Poe have made it to Cosmos? I think so. So how does Poe get Cosmos' attention? Uh, Poe starts violently pecking at the window, I'm guessing that's by uh, Cosmos' room, and is like, almost try and just pierce through it like, like the worst <laughs> sound uh yeah um cosmo uh you wake up to the sound of this this extremely high-pitched plinking noise on your window cosmo uh waking up just what it just reaches for his weapon just who's it who, who who's it who just keeps tapping it? at it and uh he opens up he's noticing that poe is at the window goes and opens the window however they open he's just what is it what is it boy and poe like flies around his back like flies past him and then comes back around and grabs like his pajamas and starts like trying to fly him out the window like trying to pull him out the window like we gotta go right well hold on hold on hold on this you know uh let's let me get me things and uh cosmo quickly grabs his effects and uh gets dressed i don't know it's a lot better than you just going new to this meeting to be quite honest <laughs> yeah. describing that do. is not going to be my favorite thing mm -mm, no mm -mm. uh who, uh and uh cosmo taking uh 
getting everything ready. He has, I will say, he brings the key with him. Um, it is, uh, like, kind of tucked, uh, kind of like underneath his breastplate armor piece, whatever that is called. Right. I think it's breastplate. Got it in your boob. Right under me boob. <laughs> Just and, tucked the right on in there. And uh, he goes out the window, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if you can fly all of a sudden <laughs> but Poe like once he drags him out just kind of like let's go and let's Cosmo fall and pose just Cosmo like... Cosmo goes to grab his feet he's just like I'm afraid of heights um yes. <laughs> hold on uh, you... I need I need an acrobatics check from Cosmo okay um <laughs> would it be a dex saving throw because I'm falling uh I think an acrobatics uh check is good to okay. see if you get can do it quickly enough okay uh that's a dex based roll let's see acrobatics is a 15 okay um i'll say you are fast enough to grab Poe's feet but you are not fast enough to uh stop yourself from falling and basically what happens is your feet get caught on the windowsill uh your hands grab poe who's not strong enough to take you and you go face first down to the ground and you're now kind of at this angle where your feet are up on the windowsill still your face is in the ground and you're holding onto a bird who's frantically trying to fly away from you well oh oh He's I was just, doing the baby mimicry cry, just like <laughs> Cosmo's got his hands up. He's just holding on. He's just like, "Well, he just you thought it was a big enough bird, but uh, right." And uh, he just like kind of throws him up in the air. He's just like, "Fight!" I dust myself off, and uh, Cosmo stands up, thinking that he was extremely stealthily, and no one heard him. <laughs> quietly <laughs> closes his uh, window seal door. When the glass shatters, everyone everyone wakes up and walks out of their homes. Kidding. Um, close, <laughs> closes his windows and um, kind of like goes around the back of the house to just kind of um, start looking around because he's not really sure why Poe woke him up. So he's po, like... Yeah, and Poe's going to fly like between the two of them, basically like between where we were and where Cosmo is and just like land on a post and like baby cry until Cosmo gets close enough and then keep like leading him back that way. Only a, uh, a perception check with advantage uh, Cosmo. Change my d20 because that one failed me apparently. With right advantage. Trash. What did you want? Perception? Yeah. Perception 17. Uh, yeah, I think that's good enough to, basically, I know you're not super far away from Luther's as it is, uh, so I think that you look and you see Poe squawking at you from this post, and then kind of, like, glinting, uh, in the distance a little bit further down, uh, you see that, uh, you can kind of see a couple forms standing there, uh, one of which is kind of reflecting some torchlight off of a nearby building, in just, like, the far distance over towards where you would know Luther's Legends Hall to be. yelling at Poe. Right. As as Poe is uh, trying to holler at me, I'm trying to, like, get to him quickly. You're gonna wake him. You're gonna... Flies you, the knife uh, and starts crying. As you're running, as you're running, you're seeing that, like, and you're hearing, like, Poe, like, crying out. You're just kind of seeing, like, the lights in a couple of the buildings are starting to turn on um, around you, uh, and you can hear, like, the noise of, like, uh, disgruntled people uh, as uh, you're waking at... up this upper level of Tintown. 
as uh, as Poe just continues to just not be quiet, he just well, uh, Cosmo just finds the nearest rock towards him and just throws it at him. Okay, make a ranged attack. Uh, let's see how that did goes. You, did you roll for uh, Poe's health this time, Glenn? Uh, I rolled. I rolled last time. I summoned him. It's it's a it's a fifteen to hit. Definitely hits. Um, yeah. So uh, I think it's just a. A one plus uh improvised weapon i guess it would be like a, a one damage plus like uh whatever you would add to that which i think would be strength for you well it's, is it i don't know i think it's only if he's proficient with it i think it's i think he just doesn't have his proficiency modifier i think he still adds strength but not proficiency that makes sense um so it would be whatever strength modifier you would add to your weapons normally that but is not just, which is three it's just your raw okay so you do four damage poe goes Really? <laughs> and uh that scoreboard of Cosmo versus Poe is really not looking good for Poe at this time. And uh Cos- bad. Cosmo seeing that he just killed Poe, he's just like, Well, it wasn't me intention, but uh I guess it he's quiet now. And uh begins to go into his attempted plate mail stealth mode. Roll me stealth with disadvantage. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, then you just continue clanking on your way after killing the bird. Right. Um. So my stealth, what is it? I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> I just did. I mean, it's just stealth Oh, it's a 10. It's a 10. Okay. Um. I'll say that right in the middle, you don't, you're not quiet, uh, but you're not loud enough to like, uh, I don't know. By the time that they hear you, they already like, like a couple of people maybe wake up in their houses and you hear like, or you see a light turn on, but it's not enough to like, they can follow your, the noise of you. It's like when a really loud motorcycle passes, but it's already gone by the time you're awake kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. And, uh, okay. So I see the, I saw the glittering, sorry. I know I missed a piece of it. Um, uh, yeah. You see in the distance, uh, you saw three forms cause you're kind of a little bit higher up on just like a little higher tier. Uh, so you're, you're up there and you, you kind of look down, you can see towards Luther's legends, which where you would know, uh, Rangram and Glenn to have been that, uh, you see that there are three forms standing out there. One is pretty burly. Uh, and you can see some like light glinting off of like the form of one of these. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So Cosmo seeing it, does he see that, uh, he like Glenn is free, but Rangrim is like gr- being carried, basically. Um, well, if you're he- are you heading down that way? Or are you kind of? I think you're a little bit too far. Okay. okay. Well, oh wait, I guess you're heading. You said you were heading that way, walking I, that way, anyway. I was just kind of like following Poe along. I don't know that I, how far I got before I was just like, shut yeah. up, bird. Yeah, I'll say that uh, you're getting close enough at this point where you can kind of start hearing the conversation, the argued conversation, which sounds like. Uh, the very familiar voice of uh, Luther trying to convince uh, Glenn to and Rangrim to go with him to your house to wake you up. Right. Um, Listen, I'm not going to say it again. I swear to God. I, all I need is for to not tell this goddamn story over and over again. So I just need you all in one place. Okay? Listen, I'm not... If I wanted to kill you, I could have killed you already. So let's just get everyone together. And let's get this thing done. Um. Okay, how far were they from me? Like, would I be... Could I be near... Like, could I just be, like, walking up as he says that? Yeah. 
Okay. For sure. Absolutely. All right. So Cosmo stepping into everything just like what? Well, I don't recommend killing of anything. But uh, you guys are sure making a lot of noise. Turning all these lights on, everybody's gonna get mad at you, Luther. He looks past you and sees that, like, indeed, most of the lights in on your way. It's like it's like you had a clapper system that was just like activating as you were going past all these <laughs> houses. Uh, they just like the one street in town that's lit up right now is the one you just walk down. And goes, well, God damn it! And he just kind of turns around, still Rangram, uh, pushing Rangram in front of him. Uh, leads uh, is pushing Rangram over towards Luther's Legends. I'm going. I'm going. Jeez. Yeah. Well, you've got a story to tell. It's a good thing that I made all that tea, huh? Yeah, well, of them. unfortunately, tea doesn't sit with me as much as it used to, so. Oh, oh I meant for us. Well, it's my kind of you to care about <laughs> yourself. Uh, I think that's going to be one of our topics that we're going to be t- talking about today. Glenn. Sounds good. Um, so did we fix the door or is it still just missing? Oh, it's beads. It's, it's beads. beads, that's right. Yep. It's a bead door. It's a bead door. Luther is a real cool guy. As as he's walking up, he just kind of like is pushing Rangram in front of him. He's like, what the hell? And then just kind of pushes you through the bead door uh, and kind of looks around and uh, takes seems to take a little stock of the fact that it's been slightly cleaned up. Um, There's and like then, little little doilies on the tables. Like we've we kind of raided Amy's uh like decorations that are seasonal we, we just random mismatched holidays are spread throughout like each corner of the just trying to make it look homey uh luther kind of like kind of pushes you rangram towards the one of the seats uh, and then walks on the other side of the the table and sits down in this the bench uh, the bench you see kind of lifts up a little bit more than it should on one side being kind of a little bit uneven uh, Glenn starts pouring tea, um, two, two, I guess two cups at a time. He's just kind of like one hand holding a teacup and the mage hand is like handing him the next one to start filling them. And he sets everybody a teacup, including, uh, including Luther and then sits on the, the high side next so to you're Luther. Sitting, okay. So you're sitting next to Luther. Yeah. Um, Cosmo, are you just sitting next to Rangram on the other side of the table? Um, Cosmo is going to be standing actually behind uh, Rangrim. So you're Rangrim's bodyguard. Your arms crossed. Uh, no, I mean he can, you know, he can be standing there, you know. Uh, you know, he's chilling. He's well. Why did you have to wake me up in the middle of the night for this? Could it why'd not? Y'all ha- why'd y'all have to go digging through my shit? Yeah, Cosmo, come on. Well, listen, I appreciate this tea, but sliding it back over to you, Glenn goes. I want you to put this, put that key, right here, right now. See, the thing is, I don't have the key. Um, Luther's hand goes so fast to his sword, and it's about six inches out of its scabbard uh like within a flash of an eye just like this uh but the good news is we still have it in our possession it's just i personally can't move it for you because i don't technically know where it is apparently i'm not the trustworthy one of the group who'd have thought he shrugs including the mage hand (laughs) um he 
stares. He's just kind of like looks, doesn't break eye contact with you, Glenn, for a minute, and then just kind of makes eye contact with you, uh, Rangrim, and just Rangrim. Where the hell is it, man? I mean, you you think I'm the one that they let carry the important stuff? <laughs> I don't know, but I think I know that you know where it is. And I know I mean, that- they don't really tell me much of anything that's that important because apparently I muck about a lot of the stuff that we're doing. So they kind of let me only have my things. And um, deception check. Super important. Natural one. Let's go. <laughs> that Let's fits go. the story so much. Phenomenal. Uh, listen, Rand Grimm, listen. I, I get it. You're trying to be a good friend, but. I've known you a long time, and you are a god awful liar. I know, I am. I know, I am. I tell you, you're right. All right. Um. Well, well, just, just not at the direction or something. Just like what, pointing what, out, <laughs> if you don't have it, you don't have it. Leaves one of you with it, and he's pointing directly now, at Cosmo. Right. Rangram's just like raising his eyebrows, like not pointing at Cosmo, <laughs> but. Well, what is so uh, important about this key? Oh, what a good question, Cosmo. Glenn slides the tea back in front of Luther. Well, well, I want to ask you about this first. What do you know about this key? Aside from the fact that you rifled my through my uh, treasure belongings to find it. I mean, in my defense, I will not be dishonest about who I am. And you had a chest in my presence that had a lock on it. If there wasn't a locked chest, I probably never would have found this. But, you know, it shows like the May chance, like it's kind of what I do. Yeah, I, you know, I just, you know, I'm kind of person that believes that uh, you shouldn't sh- touch someone else's chest without their consent. That's just kind of one of my things I believe in. I don't have a counter argument there. Well, I mean, to Cosmo's point, we do want to know what's important about this key. And I'm happy to tell you that the story in which we got to reaching back out to you, knowing how angry you were. Um, well, now we're getting to the meat of it. Why don't we, you regale me with a little bit of uh, knowledge? We don't like to use that word in this group. Brings up some bad feelings. Uh, mm-hmm. How about retail next time? But that's fine. You're 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 new to the group. Uh, we're trying to kind of decipher really what all of this means. We we do believe that you you might have your best best intentions, um, but recently we've had some interactions with let's call them beings that might not have the best intentions. And I'm not sure if you remember or recall about three or four days ago, but you might've heard my beautiful voice whispering on the winds of some snow. Do you remember that? Um, he kind of just like freezes as you say this. And he's like, wait, how, um, I did hear something. I, I thought it was, um, I thought I was just going mad out there in the snow, but how, how, and why, why were you, were you uh, using some sort of like message magic like Rangram is using or something? I swear I saw something. Uh, man, I was right there with you. And that's part of why we decided to kind of come clean on this one. Um, I, we need to know really that we can trust you. And I think the only way we can do that is if we, you know, take the chance to 
trust each other. So I'll tell you how I ended up in that snow. And then I recount okay. like the whole story of the coin that like kept getting hot and teleporting or like the conversations I had with the other side. Like I, I go full bore up until telling him that I made the deal, like up until Luther hearing wow. me yell for him. Well, I think you're going to have to put on another cup of tea because there's a lot more than that. Well, so at Poe, bring it, but, you know, and looks at Cosmo. Well, I mean, you couldn't, I think we still had some uh, ale and mead down in the other place before we got, um, what was that word you said? Yeeted. Uh, the technical term is yeeted, yeah. That is the technical term. There's weird common words here. Um, wonder if I grab that. I mean, this tea's like, I mean, it's warm. Yeah, just wait till the mushrooms kick in, and then he just, like, sits down. Wait, really? Um, so, who who is behind that door? What were you sitting by? I mean, it, it, I first got the insight and the thought that maybe you, you were holding something captive, but it seems like you were keeping something hidden away. Seems like you was protecting it. Well, as you already know about the temple, that location is... There's a lot to it. I'm gonna tell you right now that the last thing you want to do is open that thing up. I, along with some old friends, sealed something away in there, something evil. Years ago, something by the name of Chakar. It was the same thing that killed me, my whole party. I'm sorry, you said you were killed? Yeah. How did you come back? You see this body I'm in now? We were tasked, me and my my friends, my... The ones that helped make those spells that blasted you out of this place. Powerful and magical. We were transporting this body, this metal husk that I find myself in. It had been uncovered in the, the sea of sand to the east, and we were taking it to Goldbreak to have it examined. We were attacked along the way by this creature, this undead monstrosity by the name of Jakar. I only ever learned later on what its name was. It was this unholy mix of man and dragon and all kinds of undead wielded insane power and one by one it killed every one of my friends and then with the very last of my strength I was able to drive my sword through them and take them with me at least I thought but I came to the blackness I just fell asleep and thought that was it and it was dark for quite a while and then I woke up surrounded by the bodies of everyone I cared about and I couldn't feel and when I looked around I realized that this is where I found myself I don't know how I got into it I don't know why I was chosen of 
companions that are more worthy than I, but as far as I know, none of them have come back. But this is where I found myself since, is in this, this blasted form. So how did you, how'd you end up with the key? You mentioned you, you thought the deed was done when you impaled him, but you gotta put someone in a prison, right? So those events I just told you about, those happened over 200 years ago. I used to be known as Bryn Goldbrick. My family was the ruling family in Sakal. The Goldbrakes, the Silverstreams, the Bronze Guards, and the Blackworms. But when I came back, my family didn't believe me at all. And I was exiled. And the Blackworms eventually took over, as far as I can tell. They've been ruling since, generation to generation, leading us to our lovely emperor we have now. Moth, distant relative of, you know, those families I knew back then. I was lost for 160 years. I just wandered. I didn't know where or what to do. Just kind of existed. Couldn't die. Couldn't live. And then I found something to live for about 40 years ago. Discovered that Jakar still alive and I put every ounce of my being and fortitude into finding that piece of shit and putting him in the ground for good so I came up with a plan alongside two extremely powerful and talented clerics and I lured Chikar to that temple that fallen Temple of Bahamut, recently lost behest of power with the fall of the gods. See, one thing about Chikar is that he seems lured to this body like, I don't know what it is, but he's lured it to it like a moth to a flame. That is unless it's shielded by magic. And that's how I've been able to keep him away without me even knowing. But unshielded, he was there in an instant. I'm sorry, when you said body, you meant your body, you mean the body that's in prison. This body. This this Warforge holds some sort of... There's something about it that draws Jakar to it. It was the same thing that brought him to me that day and led him to kill me and all of my friends. We sealed him away in that temple, locking him behind that platinum key using the lingering power of Bahamut and all the clerics that came before him. I'm not going to lie, it cost those two clerics something fierce. It cost them life and time. But we did it. He's been sealed in there since, and as far as I can tell, he doesn't have any way of getting out aside from some group of knuckleheads going up there and opening a goddamn door. They don't understand what they're doing. Osmo just looks disappointed. Uh... You mentioned two clerics. They gave they gave their lives. They they gave their time. What what were their names? We've we've met quite a few different folks along the travels, and seeing you at the tomb of Bahamut with a seal dragon away, I'm I'm not convinced anything in this world is not in some way connected. We might run into them 
Who who were they? How'd you meet them? Well, I kind of came across them in my, my travels. They had uh, they built up a reputation for being two powerful clerics of the new seven gods that had risen to power. I couldn't rely on clerics that had kept their the loyalty to the gods before because they just didn't have the power I needed to get Jakar locked away, but I'll respect their anonymity for the time being. But one, I just recently spent some time with them. They're both down south. One's over in Amber Falls, and I think the other one uh, set up shop over in Drifton, but they live quiet lives now. Not, you know, need to be messed with or pulled into any kind of mess that, you know, you all are looking to make. Lynn starts a second pot of tea. After I was able to kind of achieve my goal of Locke and Shakara, I had found purpose again, found, felt that, you know, I might be able to bring some sort of value to this world. I found my way here back to a place that I had spent time with my friends in the past that they had fortified and made sanctum. Founded this hall and met a group of really talented tunnel fighters that you probably know pretty well there, Cosmo. Was, uh, your father was one of the best I ever knew. And we did some amazing work together. So proud of what they were able to accomplish, the people they were able to save. But one day they went into those tunnels and they didn't come out. And after that, I just, I was sick of leading people to their deaths, people dying around me, figured I was some sort of bad omen. I just figured I'd take it on myself. And worst case scenario, if I don't come back, I pretty much achieve a goal I've been trying to do for the last 200 years. So. But then I met all of you. I saw, I saw potential and a desire to do good that I hadn't seen in quite some time. It was until you stole my goddamn key, Glenn. And now, here we are. Do you know how my father died? Sadly, I, I don't. All I was able to hear from, find out from the mine was there had been a, some sort of explosion and an accident that had uh, taken them out. Said it was an accident. At least what old man Brongren had said. And Cosmo is going to repeat his question, but he's going to be shouting it. And he's going to say, do you know how my father died? And he's going to slam his hand on the table. And he's going to cast a zone of truth. Damn. Brad, what's the save on that? I believe it's wisdom save. It's charisma. Charisma save. That is a 14. It fails. Okay. How does that spell work? Um, 
I just need to know if I'm so, lying. Or if oh, we all need to save. Uh, it says, I, well, I suppose the other two It's of a you, zone. You all have to save. You, do, you do have to make charisma. But you guys get plus four to your saving throws. Is your aura nice? Fuck, doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I fail. We got a 24. You made. So until the spell ends, it's 10 minutes. Um, a creature that enters the spell's aura for the first time makes the throw on a failed save, which Glenn and Luther now have. A creature can't speak a deliberate lie while in the radius. I know whether each creature succeeds or fails. An affected creature is aware of the spell and thus can avoid answering questions to which it would normally respond with a lie. No, I, I don't know how your father died. Did you, you cast something? Nope. He didn't cast nothing. It's just, um, he has that, he just makes you want to do good things, this one. Feel uh anyway, never mind. Um, I don't know how your father died. I, I don't. Um, I wish I did. I would love nothing more than to be able to give you another answer to that question that it was uh there, that it was an accident. There is an evil being out there that seeks to destroy us. That destroyed and killed, murdered my father. I've seen it. I've seen the beast with my own eyes. Murdered my father. And it must die. You mentioned this being this thing you've come into contact with. Glenn, you talked about hearing something talk to you. Do you have names for any of these things? Is there no names? Call them anything? They won't give us a name when we ask it. It rejects so. us. It, it avoids the questions. But yeah, something if... is loose there. More or less gave me the same answer you did when I was asking about the clerics, which is worry about it when you ought to worry about it. it wasn't the most encouraging conversation. Not a lot of back and forth, if you will. So for now, right now, my trust lingers for this world. Um, I'm sad to hear that you've been pulled into this, or sounds like you have anyway. There's some evil out in this world, that's for sure. I don't know whether I don't know what you're facing I don't know what was what you know took your father from you but I'm happy to help I'm happy to you know my I got one goal in this world it's to you know make sure the people around me don't go the same way that so many others have Cosmo as soon as he's as soon as uh uh, as soon as Luther starts talking about like I can help, Cosmo just like starts shaking his head, and you like you see you see like a tear, kind of just like just like wa- like welling up in his eyes. So he's just I right, right now I can, I want your help, but I don't I don't trust you. We uh we've run into one reoccurring name if we're if we're on the topic. Um, 
and it's not I don't know if we necessarily have narrowed it down to if it's a person a, a group what it might be but something that keeps coming for our throats goes by the tattered lord and it's not just him I don't think we've ever actually met him does that name ring any bells to you I gotta be honest here clothes are pretty tattered in a lot of ways you see Luther freeze when you say that and he doesn't you might even suspect for a second that there's like he's been like magically frozen or something you're just kind of like sitting there and he's just not moving and then kind of right when you may kind of start to get alarmed he starts to speak I can assure you that maybe recently the tattered lord had meant some harm to you all but I can also promise you that in this moment they don't I haven't heard that name in a very long time but when I returned to my family and they pretended not to believe or see who I was in this form. That bastard son of Goldbrick, that Bryn Goldbrick who died 200 some odd years ago, got a new name. And that was the Tattered Lord. Not a name I'm proud of, it's not a name I chose, but for those years, I walked and was this ghost of Sakal. It's what they called me. And again, I can assure you that I haven't been talking to you through any coins. And the only time I've magically spoken to any of you was when Rangrim reached out to me just a couple days ago. Well, we, uh, we didn't necessarily have to fight directly with the Tattered Lord, but we were told that some, some group was sent after us, and we quickly dispatched him before we, we let go of the captain and let him go into the next, next phase of his life. We, uh, he told us that the Tattered Lord was after us. He was under some dark magic. I mean, it was not, it was not him. You're saying you don't have magic, but someone's using your name or the ghost of your name to cause some real damage in this world. And I'm sitting with Cosmo on this one. I'm not so sure it isn't you right now. After that story, 200 years and could drive someone insane. You tell me you weren't out for a little bit of vengeance? Answer me this, Glenn. Why would I come after you, telling you to, I don't even, God knows what, through some other alternative means, bringing you into this, wanting you to be part of this, wanting you to help do good. When I need you to make, just tell me, just tell me the truth for once, just in your, just in your life, just. Tell me the truth. How did you find out about the key? Truly. 
Well, I have a very underwhelming story to tell you. After speaking with the coin and dispatching this group, finding this coin for the communication, it showed me visions of this key and where to find it. I took it upon myself to handle the rest. So you're telling me that you suspect that I spoke to you through some magical means to have you steal my own key and have you go unlock a lock that I sealed so long ago without any intention of ever opening it again. What I think is that you have someone who really, really wants that open and is manipulating you to get that accomplished. For whatever reason, whether or not they could do it themselves, can't, or whatever their reasoning might be. There's... I think we might be in agreement here. That's why we've reached out to you. We have so many unknowns that your name just kept popping up in the way. I mean, the fact that you are, in fact, the tattered lord, it's it's jarring, but not overly surprising. I mean, I guess it's uh, good to know that the coin was telling you the truth about one thing at least. So we were told that, or I was told, I guess, I relayed the message to my friends, of course, but that in this tome, there's a body. Do you think that previously being sealed away, the voice that was calling out to us is Jakar? Or do you think Jakar might be out and he can't return to you know, his mortal coil unless he's got the tomb of Bahamut released? Oh, no, he's he's stuck in there for sure. Glenn, can I, um, you keep talking about this coin. Can I see it? Uh, yeah, pull it out and I put it on the table. He, uh, he's looking at it. Do you have any idea what this is? This is no coin. This is, and unfortunately, it looks like someone's taking their due diligence to make sure I don't know which family this comes from, but every member of the original families had these. It's a sigil of sorts to be able to show your stature, where you, where you stood, which family you came from, what your lineage was. Whoever we're dealing with has some tie to the family. And I don't know how many of these are out there. There's a lot. They potentially could be talking to you through any number of ways. But my, uh, my assumption or my uh, hunch would say that I... Someone is, someone is using you all. Someone who, I don't know if Chikar has any tie to the families. I don't know what, but I can tell you that this limits who could be doing this quite a lot. Who do you think it is? I mean, as you can tell, I'm happy to find out some answers. I don't, I don't know. I didn't make any shortage of enemies, but... You had, to, kinda, you had to shortlist it. Heavy magic, vendetta against you, trying to ruin your name, which is already ruined by calling you the Tattered Lord. I mean, that's that seems well, more personal than... He's not just trying to defame one version of you. He's trying to defame all versions of you. Uh, it goes beyond that, even. This could go all the way back to the what reason that Jakar even showed up in the first place, potentially. Someone that wanted 
whatever is inside this thing. And I, I don't know if I've can go into it another day, but I, when I woke up in this body, I didn't feel anything, but I did feel another presence. I'm not alone inside here. I don't feel like it anyway. I feel like there's something else in here, but as far as I can tell, never reached out. It's never interacted. It's never spoken. But I think there's something in this Warforged that someone was after. After enough to kill me and all my friends and Maybe if it meant wiping out the next heir to Goldbreak in the meantime, it might have just been a happy little, uh, happy little coincidence, but I don't know. This coin that you have here makes me feel like there's more to it than that. I feel like it was, there might be, have been intention behind that assassination or whatever the case may be. But I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't know. The only hint I guess I would have is that the gold break or the, sorry, the names are just too damn similar these days. The black worms rose to power shortly afterwards, but they were always power hungry. And I don't put it past them to take advantage of my death and, you know, the weakened state of my family to seize power for themselves. So that's not, it's a small hunch, but aside from that, I don't have any proof. I'm uh, not a local just to call, but how how frequently does ownership of the con- or the continent turn over like Goldbrig? I mean, that's that's a named capital, very much in your name. That doesn't seem like something that happens often. Was this a royal coup? Is this like you get four years, you get four years, you get four years, nothing gets done? Or like, how's that work? Uh, no, I'm I don't know how much you uh, done your history. Sounds like you, like you said, you're not local from here, but the Goldbreak family along with the other families founded this, founded Sakal and kind of brought it together, formed this empire num- innumerable years ago. It was always just kind of understood the hierarchy. Everyone had their place. Everyone did what they needed to do. The Black Worms rising to power was uh, definitely not the norm, but neither is, you know, what happened to uh, to myself. So chalk it up to that. And I know it's a sensitive subject, but, you know, if any of your, your family's left, either remaining gold break. Oh, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's relatives around. I, I know that the family weakened quite a lot after that. There was, um, the line was broken and they kind of, uh, they might've dispersed and changed their names. Uh, They're not as consolidated as they once were, but I'm sure there's still descendants around whether or not they still go by gold break. Well, Luther, we brought you here for answers, brought you here to see if you were, someone that we truly could trust and I'm not going to speak from the group, but I feel like you've been honest. I feel like I haven't been able to lie as much as I wanted to, and that's fine. Yeah. I feel that I share that sentiment. I don't, 
I don't know. Maybe it's just the, uh, the relief of finally being able to, yes. Well, or just the relief of being able to finally tell someone about this. Uh, I, I need you to know that when I took this, I was manipulated. I'm pr- not too proud to admit it, but it's not our responsibility to keep it, keep it safe. I'm not really sure we have an alternative though to bringing it. Uh, there was more to that conversation than was originally had. I was threatened. They were threatened by what I'm going to happily assume was Chikar at this point. Offered to give me everything I could possibly want in this world, which be nice little drinks, little, little umbrellas. But obviously there's a lot of things worth fighting for. There's a lot of things worth working towards and, I'm not sure overturning a 200-year-old seal is worth, you know, a nice nice cottage by the ocean. So I need to know if we give you this key back, you're not going to fall to similar temptations. You're not going to want to unlock and retain whatever you might get back. But furthermore, we got to know this is going to be safe. I mean, I, like, barely even tried to get this thing, and it was, like, done, like – just outright. It's not even in the magical chamber down below that you can lock and keep people out of. Like you just left it in the regular chest. So, well, it's, it's, it's hard. added security or something. All it's, right, listen, listen, listen. It's hard I... to say that uh, this chest with a key didn't have something to protect it. Well, it this... did have magic that uh, alerted me as soon as the chest was opened. But unfortunately, yeah, I, I wasn't. That here. part it kind of scared the crap out of me, and I just was a little ashamed yeah they didn't know that part but i mean maybe we've set up some better security maybe it's safer with us but now the key stays with me no it doesn't and luther stands up to his full height uh and goes cosmo don't make me hurt you i'm not making you do anything luther Right now, what I know is that your name has been tossed in with the evil things, with claims connected to the murder of my father. And why don't you break that down for me? Why am I, why is my name connected with the murder of your father? You said that you had been, you'd seen some beings, some things talking to you. They said that they were called the Tatted Lord, they impersonating too. myself. Nope. See, I come to understand that whatever was talking Glenn here went by the Tatted Lord. Now you telling me that and take this with as much respect as I can muster, but you're smarter than that, right? You think that just because something's evil and wants you dead, that it must be connected to the other thing that's evil and wants you dead? That sounds like an easy connection. It didn't. I mean, uh... I, I was just hopeful that all these things were connected because, like, a lot of stuff's been trying to kill kill us, and I was kind of hoping that we could just, like, you know, kill one thing and then. It would be really disappointing if we had made this many enemies in such a short amount of time. Like it's, it's like really hasn't been that long. Mm -mm. 
Well, these things didn't claim to be you. They claim to be under you. Well, I don't know anything about that, Cosmo. And I sure as hell don't know anything about how your father died. Seem to be dodging a lot of questions tonight. I feel like I can't dodge any questions. Except for the ones you don't want to answer. Ask away. You've already avoided all the questions I want answers for. And for now. Like I said, the key stays with me. And I will persuasion check on that. That's that's fine. That DC is going to be gnarly. That's fine. Uh-oh. Is it 20? Oh my gosh. Um, so that makes it a 27. Luther, like, as you said that, he, like, grabbed his, he grabbed his sword and, like, you can see the, like, it comes out, like, a full foot and he's, like, this massive two-handed, like, uh, vihander sword. And he just stops and he's looking at you. And you can see that he's like ready. He's like hand is on the table and he's ready to like literally tear this table out from between you two. And he set the table back down and slides the sword back. Well, on your head, I guess this weight now lays. Oh, hero Cosmo. And actually real quick if you can make sure for branding purposes you say cosmo the slayer you can add hero to the front of it but make sure like the slayers at the end go ahead he just he just looks he just looks at you and looks back away you better hope that whatever's coming after that thing that you're stronger than it and if you're gonna keep it from me you better hope that you're stronger than me too because It's going to keep coming. It's going to keep coming after you. And I hope that you two are okay with this death warrant that your friend might be putting on your head as well. I mean, I think technically I've already got one on me because they think I have it. Like, that's two of three. Really, it's Rangrim. You got the opportunity to walk away at this point. Well, I mean, I, I got like a whole other thing. It's following me, and we haven't even breached that. Oh, we haven't even touched? Oh, my God. These guys are all right with it, so I'm game. Honestly, Luther, if the thing that hunts us isn't you, which I'm not sure of yet, then at least I'll get to stare into the eyes of the thing that killed me, Father, and bring vengeance. Now, boy, I think you need to work out some things in your mind that seem to be connecting that may not be. That key you have opens up a door to a thing that I locked away over 40 years ago. I know your father, he died within a shorter period of time than that. Those events are not connected. And as I said before, I sure as hell didn't kill your father. I mourned his loss along with all of his friends for quite a while after they were gone. I haven't stopped. And I tell you what, while you may think that thing has been locked up for 200 years, I don't think it is. 
some it's been able to do its bidding with that key safely resting in that dusty chest of yours. I trust my cleric friends and I trust what we did to seal that thing away. I think what you need to come to grips with is the fact that you might have more than one thing after you. And whatever killed your father might be something a whole hell of a lot different than what your friend's been doing, talking to them through this little sigil here. And uh, as he looks down at the coin or the sigil, now that you know it is on the table, Glenn, you see it start burning. And it's just turning that red hot and searing itself into the table and smoking. Uh, looks to looks to like Luther looks to Cosmo like really with the tensity of the moment the coin burning Cosmo I think I think we can trust Luther on this one but you know I've I'm here to support you trying to track down whatever did that awful deed to your father but we've got to got to maybe try to find allies more than enemies today and then looks over to the coin as it's like starting to get hotter and hotter and looks to Luther says I think I got to take this and he puts his hand on the coin picks it up Glenn Glenn, you are just in an instant Um, just like you feel like your mind is being just like ripped apart and you are in this like white space this like fuzzy white space that you found yourself in for a short period of time when you walked too far outside of that like I guess area where you had previously had your vision that like snowy space where you saw Luther and where you saw that temple and it's like you're in this just blurry white space and you just your mind just can't even comprehend what's around you you hear that voice again it just says Glenn Yaris, you disappoint me. Uh, Glenn, you are just, just like your mind feels like it's just burning. Like it just feels like the worst migraine of your life. Like your brain is just like on fire. And Cosmo and Rangrim, you see Glenn just drop sideways to the ground, hitting his head on the table and falling flat this coin's still like in his hand and you can see it's just like it's still like there's just smoke coming from it Ringrim would like dive immediately onto him and like grab his wrist and is attempting to pry the coin from his hand first just physically so um yeah roll me a strength check with uh or athletics check with disadvantage ooh I don't like that so that is a eight. Um, you're trying to pry his hand open, and it just seems like this, like his, there's like a vice-like grip with his fingers, and like you start to pull, you're trying to pull his fingers away, and you're like afraid that you're going to be breaking his fingers to get them off of this um, as you're trying to pry it out of his hands. Uh, Glenn, roll me a uh, constitution saving throw at this advantage. Yeah, plus four. Uh, damn, uh, 10 total. Okay. You feel like a connection, almost like a spark, like a 
just like a spark of hope in um, as Rangrim, like like you feel this physical connection, like it kind of grounds you back to the natural world for a second. And like, you're just in this like absolute pain worse than you've ever felt in your life. Um, and Rangrim, you feel his hands, his, his like grip slacken for a second. Make me uh, just a regular, um, his athletics check. That's much better. 19. You're able to, with probably something that Glenn will have to, maybe you'll have to help him heal afterwards. You maybe pop a, a couple joints out of uh, out of dislocation as you are able to, but you're able to, um, are you grabbing the coin? Or are you trying, how are you trying to do this? I'm basically trying to like peel his fingers back till I can get the coin and like throw it across the okay. room. So are you, you're touching the coin then? Well, yep, I said it, so. Rangrim, you grab this, you pry his fingers apart, and the second that your skin comes in contact with this coin, you are just like the same thing, just burning of agony. Your mind is like literally this white, blurry void of nothingness and just pain. You don't hear anything in this space. You just are gone, lost, and just in this void. Uh, Glenn, you are disoriented, but you are lying on the ground. Your head is bleeding, and your finger, your hand hurts quite a lot. Um, and you see Rangrim now, uh, his mouth open in like a, in kind of a silent yell, uh, who is holding the coin kind of between his fingers pinched like this uh, on the ground. It's still like red hot. Uh, is this Rangrim's marked hand or his unmarked hand? So it's between his fingers. Uh, I'll leave that up to Rangrim whether he would have grabbed it. it would've, I would have assumed that I just assumed he's right handed, so I would have right. gone with my right hand. Is that your uh, scarred hand? Yeah. Okay. Um, Glenn, like, kind of, he's getting up. He's obviously in pain. He's, like, kind of grabbing his head. He's like, see, Luther, it kind of changes depending on the conversation, but it's been getting closer and closer to this every time. If uh, Ranger's experiencing anything, I am. He's in a hellacious place right now. His head's probably throbbing. I mean, if you want to go talk to your friends, go ahead and grab that coin from his hand. I won't stop you. We got... I, I don't know what's going on. We got to get that thing out, out of him. We got to get that out of his hand. Um, and he, like, he, like, looks... He, like, grabs his sword off his back for a second. He's, like... And he slides it back, thinking better about the, the using the sword as the option to get this out of, uh, you know, <laughs> out of your hand uh, to disarm you, essentially. Um, and... Hmm just uh, takes the table and slides it uh, sideways, which with a surprisingly, seemingly easy uh, effort um, to clear his way to Rangram, and uh, he grabs the coin, and uh, Rangram, make me a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Plus four. Plus four. Well, one of them is a one, so that still rounds up to be a, what is that, con save? Uh, That's a ten for me. Basically, Luther uh, kind of moves the table aside, grabs the coin, trying to lift Rangrim up and pull Rangrim's hand off of it, and basically lifts Rangrim partially into the air, holding while well, Rangrim's holding on his coin. Every single like muscle in Rangrim's body is just like as if electrocuted, is is like rigid right now, holding onto this coin. Um, okay. I, I don't know what to do. He's not letting go. Uh, Cosmo steps in and just says, "Rangrim, drop it," and uh, casts command on him. Rangrim, uh, do a constitution saving throw with advantage. 
That is a 25. Rangram, you heard this voice before. This thing reaches through your... This is a different haze than you've been in before. That anger haze you when you were originally like under the control of something of that 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 red hand that all mind. You Cosmo's voice pierces through the veil of this like white fuzzy pain, and you hear it, and you let go, and you drop to the ground, uh, kind of sitting with a thump. Um, you're like you're you just feel like you like your head is just spinning and your hands like you can see like your your fingers are like scorched and red um not physically burned but like red and and seared and luther's holding onto this coin and he just holds it in his hand and he just starts to like try to like crush it and just like just squeezing it and you hear it break and shatter. Oh, shit. And he drops the pieces to the ground and goes, well, now do you believe me? Clint kind of looks over to uh, Cosmo and Rangrim and kind of like shrugs. I was like, well, I mean, at least that changes a little bit of the pressure that's going to be applied to us. Pretty sure I'm still on the hook for that uh, conversation I had with him previously, but I don't know, Cosmo. I think I think Luther's on the up and up here. I will, uh, seeing what I've seen, it clearly shows some amount of, uh, trust I know we need more allies than enemies we've got enough of them trying to kill us all now I want to trust I do but it's a it's a challenge and uh yes not asking you to trust me, I... Listen. Trust is not something that, uh... Seems that anyone's trusted me has ended up, you know... Worse off than before. So, maybe it's for the best that you don't. But you don't have to watch your back for me. But I've never seen anything like that. And clearly, whatever whatever it is, whatever's been trying to get you all to open up that that temple. Doesn't seem like it's going to stop. And just, just make sure that you just do everything you can to keep that goddamn key safe. I will. I'll, I will. I'll stake my life on it. But that kind of power that you, you saw it, it crippled Glenn, blacked out Rain Grimm. You saw the struggle. Mm-hmm. How can you not tell me that that thing doesn't have power outside of that dungeon or? I can't tell you. 
I can't tell you anything, but I'm just saying that there's more than one evil in these worlds. This isn't a fairy tale. There's no, you know, there's one, no one big bad at the end of the, the dungeon. There's the world's a evil place full of plenty of different powers vying for some sort of control. Well, some large amount of evil wants a larger amount of evil free. It's generally how the story goes, and looks like you all have found yourself uh, right dab in the middle of uh, multiple of them. Tales old as time, but I just don't want you making the mistake that there's just one thing after you. That's a it's a mistake you only make once, and I don't think you can afford that. I was lucky enough to have a second go at it, but many aren't. So then, what now? Well, I think that if I'm going to be entrusting you all with this uh, great and mighty burden, this anchor that you've chosen to strap onto yourself instead of me. I think that you can use all the power that I'm able to give you. And he uh, walks over to the uh, kind of like walks over to the uh, where the staircase was the uh, that basically like over by where the staircase would go down into the ground and sticks he pulls his sword off his back fully this time for the first time tonight goes why not give you your home back sticks it in the between a gap in the floor and rotates and you hear a solid thunk and you see the glyphs all over the ground that ejected you all instead of expanding outwards from a point they kind of light up the entire room and they all suck back into the point where a sword stuck in the ground and the staircase opens up again. Well, uh, that's a start. Sleeping in that bunk at Madge's was like great for a while, but the bed's down here much better. Yeah, I think we we all had a hell of a night. Probably need to get some rest, but we use all all the resources we can get. Apparently, we've got this big old bullseye on our back now. Does seem to be the case. Uh, as before, but now. The offer just, you know, has that much more weight to it, but you have the full extent of whatever this Legends Guild can uh, offer you and whatever I can offer. So, you know, I can... If we figure out what the hell this thing is and figure out, you know, where we need to go to get it, I can still uh, still swing a pretty big sword. But you are right, it's uh, it's late, so I assume that you all probably want to try to, and like as he's looking out the, the window, he's realizing that the sun's kind of coming up, he's like, creep, like yeah. yeah, it's like, well, it doesn't seem like uh, got too much time left, but you all are welcome to take Haven down there. As you know, you're protected against scrying. If you would, I don't think that coin would have even been able to reach out to you down there, but that's a... Uh, it's an invalid point at this point. 
looking, he looks over and just sees like the shattered pieces of metal, like that are kind of just like littering the table. Luther, it seems uh, there's a lot more, a lot more questions and answers coming out of this, but glad we found that we at least have an ally again. I do, I do apologize for originally taking the coin. It wasn't, wasn't my place. And I can't say I didn't mean to offend because I understand what theft looks like, but glad to have you back on this side at least until we figure out what the hell's going on maybe we'll be able to find a way to help restore some of that that gold break name and i mean can we call you brit is that allowed he kind of takes a step back at that and um i mean you don't four forges don't show emotion but if they could um they would be showing such a high level of surprise and gratitude at being treated like a human being for the first time in quite a while that you know what I think I like that well Brian it's nice to meet you he like extends his arm to like shake his hand he does the same this thick uh basically gauntlet of a hand that he has um and just yeah seems uh, overcome by you know whatever internal emotions that he's dealing with and glenn glenn lets go and takes a deep breath and kind of looks around and looks back to the guys and looks at rangrim and uses mage hand to slap rangrim in the face and says race to the hot tub and just runs down the stairs no, no, that's not fair. And Rangrim is absolutely just following. Cannonballs just right in the middle of the hot tub. <laughs> um, Rangrim, you're, uh, you see your uh, long-lost uh, ale keg, probably just like on the alchemist table or something like that. On some sort of like forlorn table in the side of the room, you see this uh, your long-lost ale keg you left down there before it got locked up. Oh, amazing. And I'm just, he's immediately just popping it. And bringing it right into the that healing pool and just chugging it like heavy chug like you ever take a like a real when you like finish a beer after like you just worked all day and you've been looking forward to it like just a, a one beer chug like a drop a chug mm-hmm. awesome awesome yeah uh cosmo what are you doing down there um or what are Co- you doing in general cosmo uh does kind of follows he follows along a little bit more um he's not nearly as excited i wouldn't say he's like very somber but he's just kind of like stagnant like emotionally like he doesn't know what to think he's um he feels like he defended what he needed to but he kind of follow he just follows them down just kind of remembering what this place looked like you know yeah, um, just to give a refresher because it's been a hot minute since you've all been down just here. Just a second. Yeah, um, it's this uh, circular chamber that has these like four alcoves coming off of it, um, and then directly uh, straight out from that, there's a there's a longer hallway that goes, and there's like a couple of bedrooms that kind of branch off from that, like a barracks kind of setup, um, and then the four alcoves. Um, I believe you had a alchemist library, herbalist library, magical library a non-activated teleportation circle and in the center there's the uh healing the healing hot tub uh where glenn would regularly sleep
Luther doesn't follow you down. Um, he kind of just like sits down kind of like heavily at the table up top and is just kind of like seems to be, you know, working some, some things out in his own mind. Um, he just kind of like has his, uh, like his sword out on the table and he's just kind of like, like kind of flicking his, like pinging his thumb against it. Um, but aside from that, he's just kind of seems lost in thought upstairs. Lynn kind of looks over the guys like, well, I'm more exhausted from that conversation than when we fought all the crap in the mines. That was, that was taxing. This is why I normally spend so little time with individuals. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that, Glenn. Yeah, why do you think I'm already drinking? You guys did most of the talking and I'm stressed out. <laughs> uh, Cosmo, you, you're obviously very apprehensive about this still. Um, and I'm not going to try to change your mind, but at least if you're, you're looking for two cents, I think, I think you might be trustworthy enough. I think you holding on to that key. If you think that's going to give us the opportunity to run into whatever killed your father, then I say we keep it, but say for the sake of conversation, the sake of relationships, we can trust him. But I think for now, I thought I could trust him, and then I thought he was our greatest enemy and the killer of my father. And now I am have to somehow believe that he's not. And uh, there's something out there using his name. It's just a lot. I, I want to trust him and seeing what happened with the key and hearing what he said about the brothers and the armor. and the, It's just a lot. I agree. I, I I think it's healthy to keep them keep them at an arm's distance for yourself. And I'll uh, I'll happy to stay within striking range for you. And if this key is truly a target on our back, I'd rather that target not be on Tin Town. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Well, I don't know about you guys. Well, I know for a fact Rangram didn't, but I did not get much sleep last night, if any. So I think. It's going to be time for me to fall asleep. But, I mean, before I do, and he yells up, he goes, Bryn, why don't you come down here and join us, man? It's it's cold up there. You you can't tell, but it's actually cold up there. It might be, might be good to soak your metallic bones for a little bit. And he just goes starts casting uh, uh, a fine familiar to bring Poe back. And as um, I, as, as Poe starts to come back, he's like, Cosmo's just like, right, it, Sorry about Poe. He was making so much noise. He's waking up all the neighbors. I feel bad. I was just trying to tell him to be quiet, and he just poofed. It was like I tried to use just me pinky. Hey, man, it's not me you got to apologize to. And I just, like, keep casting the spell. Bryn, which is going to take me a second to get used to calling him that, which is really rad, uh, comes kind of, like, walking down the stairs uh, pretty loudly because he's, you know, very big. Um, and he goes... You know, I don't know, uh, you know, how uh, relaxing this will be. And he gets into the, the hot tub and he kind of sits, he kind of like wades down into it. And you can just see like, it simultaneously sloshes a lot of water out of it at the same time as you can see it kind of also flood into his joints uh, and everything like that. Um, and he's like, it's like a metal sponge filling with water. <laughs> yeah. And he, as he's kind of saying that he's, he's like, kind of, I don't know whether this is going to, you know, be that, Oh, 
okay, I don't, this is kind of cool. I like this. And then he just kind of like, you know, to to be honest, I feel pretty heavy most of the time. And this is a, I guess is why, you know, some of those, uh, I don't know what they call them, but those big giant, uh, like pig looking creatures that, you know, kind of swim underneath the water. I guess that's why they do that. Take a little weight off from time to time. I, I couldn't just agree more. It, just lean it back. But yeah. What is uh, Ranger McCosma doing? Um, it, the sun was coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cosmos. You've already slept, I guess. Yeah, mostly. I'm pretty slept. Um, okay. He's awake. He's he. If it was the middle of the night, he wouldn't be sleeping. So to his benefit, it's morning. True. And I not mean, sleeping. to be. To be fair, Cosmo has been known to sleep for like twenty out of uh, twenty hours out of a day before too. So pretty much, he's 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 well rested. Cool. I wish there was uh, a right. up version. As uh, what is um? Are you going to be hanging around here then? Just just to like kind of are are you planning on staying here while Glenn's taking his rest and uh, Rangram? Are you also taking a rest? Or is there anything you're doing? Yeah, I don't think I actually slept the previous evening with Glenn. So you... Rangram would be going down too. Okay. Just wandering into one of the back bedrooms and going to sleep? Are you sleeping in the room with everyone? I'd be going into one of the back bedrooms. Cool. Um, yeah, so Cosmo, are you hanging out here or are you going back home or doing something else? Um, Cosmo actually, he doesn't leave Uther's Legends, Brinslet, whatever. Whatever the building is called now. Um, uh, he kind of goes up top and just is like sitting at... Um, He's just kind of like staring out at the sun rising, not just thinking. So he's okay. not, he's just, yeah, he'll stay there. He goes, he kind of maybe once he sees everybody dozing off, he wanders upstairs and um, okay. is sitting maybe out on the porch, enjoying the sunset, sunrise, excuse me. And uh, yeah. All right. I like that. So kind of with the, like leaving it with that, with everyone just kind of like, digesting this information, resting, you know, kind of getting their strength back after such a taxing evening and Cosmo kind of just thinking and looking out, you know, outside, just kind of, I assume a lot running through your head. I'll leave you with this. This is something that the audience sees. This isn't something that you like you all see. This isn't another, another night terror that you have somewhere far away. You see this form, this shriveled form with its hand out, shriveled humanness hand, holding this coin very similar to the one that you just saw shattered in front of you. But it has a coat of arms on it. It has symbols, it has a face, don't know what it is, but it does have that. And then you see the hand just like start to shake in anger as this coin goes dim from this burning hot orange that it was a second before. And you watch her hand morph as it closes around this coin, changing from a human hand into this black, draconic, elongated nails closing around this coin and just squeezing it. And that's where we're going to end the session tonight. Dang. So much lore. <laughs> I did warn you. I, I did like, warn you. I wrote four pages worth of notes. Yeah, me too. 
Wait, we gained a level? Is that what you said? Uh. <laughs> no, we made it through. Yeah. We survived. <laughs>